involved in the elements. It is uh, Brian Fonville and Tom Nesbitt joining us. And Brian, uh, I've been trying to reach out to you today all afternoon. You've been in high-level meetings uh, and glad that you have stepped out of there and are taking the time to do this. I've loved listening. In fact, uh, I was able to do some research, and I found this little preview that you had done, like, and it kind of was a, it was, it was looking back at the game, and it had some of Tom's uh, calls on there, the highlights and, and everything. And man, that was, that's kind of what I, I want you to do one of those every week because I really enjoyed that montage of calls. Now I would, I would prefer it, Brian, if you went ahead and included your voice too. Uh, on the one I listened to, it was mostly about Tom. And I, I want to kind of hear your analysis of those touchdowns as well. But uh, uh, I welcome you both today. And uh, Brian, are you um, are you excited about getting to go to where is this Weatherford or Kangaroo <laughs> Stadium? I mean, is there is there any? I mean, that's about as far away from where Tom lives as we could have ever even come up with. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't really know where this other team is where where remind me where uh where where is coleman that's a good question matt uh tom is the geography expert so yeah. i'm gonna defer to tom it's up there around kind of like uh brownwood san angelo kind of that that area mm. up there okay i was just glad been- I, you've been to coleman no we've been to brownwood before for a crawford game tom and i will go you know, you mentioned it's a long way for Tom, but we'll go. We'd drive to Oklahoma if we had to. Well, Brian, you know what? And Brownwood, that's like the most famous high school coach ever. Gordon Wood, who had the national mm-hmm. record for wins for many years. And I'm sure that stadium is named after him. But, boy, you were in the presence of greatness there uh, being in Brownwood. Now, in listening to some of these things and uh, – uh, Brian, I'll start with you. I mean, I, I liked it, and, and even some of these things coming up, y'all are going to have some things featured. I think uh, Mr. Chambers, I think uh, y'all have got a feature with him that will air, and that's going to be kind of cool. You've already done that uh, interview. Um, what what was it in, in that game? I know it got out of hand, and we knew Crawford was going to win big, but it seemed like there was an early interception in that game. And, and as as uh, as you described it, Brian, and you may have been getting uh, – this may have been some of your creative writing courses from Baylor taking over. You said it was like a, a stiff winter wind that the ball caught caught up in and then the uh, the Crawford player made the interception. Did did that help kind of establish things right away for Crawford in the game? It sure did, uh, Matt. You know, Crawford's defense really does set the tone for them. And if anyone remembers what the weather was like on last Friday night, it was chilly – and there was there was a really steady wind throughout the entire game that made kicking difficult. Uh, also made some of these deep passes hang up in the air. And Luis Rodriguez, who plays linebacker for Crawford, intercepted that. Cameron Walker had an interception later for Crawford. And uh, Matt, since you brought Breck Chambers up, we we do a weekly interview with uh, with a player for the team. This week it was Breck Chambers. Breck Chambers had a whale of a game on Friday. He had five carries for 166 yards he really only played the first half and maybe the first possession of the second half and he finished with three rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown and that earned him central texas honor roll uh recognition from the waco tribune herald and matt 
he also kicks for Crawford. And you would appreciate this. You guys have this in common. We asked him in our interview, you know, how did you get started kicking? Were you just goofing around in practice or, you know, and he said, actually, I I learned to kick because I played soccer when I was younger. And so I asked him, I was like, are you excited for the World Cup? He said, no, I really don't watch soccer. (laughs) A man after my own heart. A man who does not appreciate a good zero-zero, a nil-nil game. But uh, I'm going to jump on uh, on board. I'm going to get on this this U.S. bandwagon. Although the U.S. team, the bandwagon has plenty of empty seats. Uh, Tom Nesbitt uh, on with us and, and does great work as both an attorney and play-by-play. What is it when when you watch this Breck play, Tom? Does he make you think back to any of the players over the years? I mean, when y'all were in. Waco, it was a big enough school where you weren't seeing a lot of two-way players. This is one of those old Swiss Army knife type guys. Um, What is it? I mean, is this guy, his impact on the program, is it, you know, it it has to be almost immeasurable, isn't it? It is. And I I don't, having gone to Waco High and been watched mainly 6A football for, you know, when we called the Waco High games, almost nobody played both ways. At Crawford, almost everybody does. Brett Chambers is one of several guys that does everything well. But Brett Chambers is a – he's not just the guy that kicks the ball. He's a really good kicker. I mean, this guy could end up playing – he could get recruited as a kicker. He's that good. He kicks, he punts, he returns kicks. He uh, plays in the secondary. He plays running back. And he's just, he's great at all of those positions. He just never comes off the field. I, uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of these guys at 2A are, are like that. And that's part of what makes it just such a joy to watch. And they're just all business. You know, they're just all business. And they're well prepared. And, uh, but I'll tell you this, man, Matt, you, you were saying earlier that Bob's listening to you driving up here. And, uh, you know, you were saying uh, you're not scared. This Coleman team is a really, really good team. They're ranked 10th in the state. I mean, they are. This mm. this is going to be like a semifinal or a quarterfinal caliber Ooh. game between the number three team in the state and the number ten team in the state. And it, this, they, Crawford's got their hands full. What do you think when you hear the word Coleman? I, I think of a lantern. I feel like it's a brand of lantern or something. Uh, but I, they, boy, you've got me all nervous now. I, I apologize to all my listeners that I was playing this thing down. Uh, Tom Nesbitt has Coleman as some kind of juggernaut out there, and so we're going to have to keep our eye on this. Uh, wow, almost like a semifinal matchup. We're talking about the area around. Now, Brian, Tom would not just say these things to get more people to listen to you guys <laughs> on Friday night, would he? Absolutely not. No way. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I just don't want any hyperbole. I've heard them. Hey, hey, Mosley, let me put some stats behind this, okay? Let me tell you this is legit, okay? Analytics. Let's call them analytics. (laughs) They're they're 9-2. Their two losses are to Lano, which is a 3A team that is undefeated at 12-0. The other loss was to Tolar which is also an undefeated team, and that was the district championship game, and it was a 10-point game. And they have beat – it's either two or three other teams. They've beaten badly two or three other teams that have already won playoff games this year. So they are tested. 
they're big on the offensive line. They have a quarterback who's basically like a combination of a dual threat guy and a fullback in one package. And this, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to get ratings. Do y'all do ratings of our games? What are the ratings of our games mostly? I mean, uh, we look at the overnights on those things, and they're really good. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to compare because Tom will get hurt. I don't want to try to suggest they're more than the Mart because the Mart game brought in big ratings as well. But, yeah, y'all have got plenty of listeners out there. And I do love the stats. I love that you're backing this up with the uh, the analytics. Uh, Toller that you just mentioned is home. It's widely considered the greatest nine-hole golf course in the country. Uh, just so you know, uh, Tom, I mean, I don't know if Brian just plays all any sport where he can take his shirt off, so golf does not uh, register for him. But uh, Toller is uh, – that's where Willie Nelson used to go and play. All right? I just wanted to let you know. you that, that uh, And what was the other one, did you say, that was undefeated? It cut out on me a little bit. Did you say Lano or what? Yeah. Yeah, Lano. Lano. Oh, man. Home to uh, Inman's. Some of my favorite uh, food really in Texas, also turkey sausage. That's the first turkey sausage I ever ate was uh, down there in Lano. There's some great deer hunting down there, and uh, and they make some really good sausage. Uh, I know I know, you, I know, our audience was wanting to, to know that. Um, Brian, do you have any thoughts on, I mean, as you kind of get, getting prepared for Coleman, I mean, I... Again, I'm I'm kind of scared now that uh, that Tom has said all this. What do you think is going to be the key? I I mean, my it, to me, it's going to be do not turn the ball over. The the last thing you can do is get is let Coleman you know get some momentum and get and start feeling good about itself. And one way that can happen is if they get an early uh, takeaway. Now, Crawford almost never lets anybody score. Uh, Brian, how are they at protecting the football? Yeah, uh, Matt Crawford's, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything for this Friday night, but they're a really well-disciplined team. Fundamentals, you know, Crawford, they're going to protect the football. But what you said is, is exactly on point. Actually, I was looking earlier that Tolar and Coleman game, you know, Tolar puts, hangs 50 points or more on most of their opponents. The game they had with Coleman, it was a 16-6 to game. It was a low-scoring affair. And uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of expecting a similar type game this Friday night between Crawford and Coleman. You know, it's going to be about probably a handful of plays. You know, you're going to want to limit the big plays. And uh, if Crawford can do that, you know, bend but not break, and then also establish their running game, you know, it, it should be a good game Friday night. And uh, we're not just trying to hype the ratings, Matt. All right. Well, I'm okay with that, uh, If even if you were. But that uh, I like it. And, and, Tom, I did get to spend time with Joe before that Kansas State game. I think Joe is thinking maybe uh, he was bad luck because the Bears went ahead and just got annihilated 31-3. to But uh, that Central National Bank tailgate has become one of my favorites. I think people – I show up so often there, people think I work for the bank. I think they think maybe I've got some involvement there. Uh, but, of course, uh, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. But it was good to see Joe, and Joe was loving the barbecue and uh, and just holding court and his beautiful wife. I'd never gotten to meet his wife. Uh, she's really, really nice. So, anyway, it's always good to see the Nesbits 
uh, get out and about on the town. And uh, and uh, I just wanted to share that with you, Tom. I thought Joe was behaving really well and just uh, especially now that he's a CEO, man. It just uh, you talk about kind of a button down attitude. The guy that used to pull all the pranks and was known for all that stuff at, at Baylor, he no longer exists. That that, that 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 still works below the surface, Matt. That comes up comes out every now and then. Don't don't sleep on Joe getting crazy every now and then, but he's doing a great <laughs> job. And uh, hey, I also last thing I want to say to you, Matt, you yeah. you asked last week when we were on your program, do these guys give you any gear? Any uh, the Crawford guys? They give cat shirts. And, and we showed up at the press box uh, Friday night, and there were brand-new Crawford uh, shirts, which I later learned were courtesy of uh, uh, the, the coaching staff there. So we oh, appreciate man. you shaming them into giving us a couple of shirts. <laughs> well, tell them not to stop there. And if you want to share my address with them, uh, I do have some China Spring gear here at the house, but of course I I jump on whatever whatever bandwagon. I can't wear that this week because China Spring is playing my alma mater, the Kaufman Lions. Coach Burleson's a great friend of mine, and uh, so as much as I love Central Texas football and am very supportive, and in fact I love that Central Texas the uh, the China Spring baseball program that went and won the state title. Uh, or did they play? In a, I mean, everybody did so well. I'm having trouble keeping up with it. But, uh, yeah, they went very, very far. May have won a state title. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, the, this Kaufman team, I've got my eye on that one. And everybody thinks China Spring, that's just going to be a walkover. I do not believe that. Fellas, uh, always look forward to it. Tremendous work as usual. And uh, we'll do it again next week, hopefully, uh, given if y'all can pull them through with another win. Thank you, Matt. You bet. There they are. I mean, I the magic of Fonville like conferencing them in, and then Aaron has to pull off some stuff. But to get those guys on the phone at the same time is uh, is really really good, and we're glad to be able to bring that to you as we talk some uh, high school football. I even.